I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara, and we are here on the Know Your Why podcast with Austin Linney. Austin Linney is a former service industry veteran of 20 plus years, turned serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, mindset, and business coach. He's the host of the weekly podcast, Construct Your Life with Austin Linney, and when he's not building businesses, growing expansive network of who's who in the leading industries, he's providing massive value each week with his podcast and helping his coaching clients achieve a breakthrough. If you're an entrepreneur wanting to start a business, wanting to improve your mindset through coaching, or you just want to have a heart-to-heart conversation of how to overcome the odds, Austin can help you get where you want to go. Austin, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it, dude. That... Uh... It's always really funny to hear what we wrote for my file. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I do so much that I need to update it weekly. In yeah. my opinion, like it's like, yeah. like oh, that's not we're not even like you know like it's just. Yeah. I think As I'm that's reading what, it. I'm like, I know there's more than this. I know there's more than that. You know what's interesting? I had a mentor of mine who came on the podcast. He never does a podcast ever. And what's interesting because he never does a podcast. He's extremely high performance coach. He was actually super nervous. Like he, he tried to cancel because he's a person that only talks about what he's doing in the moment. Like he doesn't talk about like, and so he said something to me and I said, would you want me to talk about your bio? And he goes, it's, it's fucking meaningless. He goes, it's meaningless because who I am is defined by my failures. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's a great place to start for me because who I'm defined by is the 15 times that I've had to blow up my entire life over and over again. Yeah. So, you know, action is an amazing thing, but it's also get, can get you in trouble. And so, yeah. but I'd rather be in action than inaction. And I think that's the key to everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think uh, I want you to expand on that, but I think that the, the, a lot of people get held back by their fears and things like that, myself included in that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, what if this doesn't work? what if it does? And I I just, well, well, here's the deal. The actual problem is they're not held back by back by their actual fears. They're held by the fears that they have of of what other people think that they think. And and, and so I'll elaborate and I'll expand on that. I I have a, I have a, a thing I do with my coaching clients. And I say, listen, if you did this for 60 days straight, like if you did these things, how would you feel? Oh man. I would feel fucking great. I'd be locked in. Business would be great. My relationship with my wife would be great. I'd be healthy. Okay, well, what's the negative if you went all in on these things? Well, there isn't one. Okay, then what are we talking about, right? And so it's those things. And so I'll start my story. You know, my, my, I grew up, um, my dad was a doctor, a dentist, and, and we started making a little more money when I was a kid. And, you know, you don't really know what that is, but you're like, damn, the houses are getting bigger. And then I started living next to uh, NBA stars, you know, on a golf course. And, and um, you know, what's interesting. I was talking about on a podcast the other day, everything that I was shunned for everything that I was talked down about in school mm-hmm. is what they championed me for now, you know, creative, loud, not engaged, uh, you know, a go getter right? School didn't really do anything for me. I had a photographic memory, so I never studied. I just literally like, when I say photographic, like I've filmed, I've recorded 350 episodes and I could tell you the conversation on my seventh one right now. I could like walk it out in your mind. Like it's how my mind works. And so when I was 17, I was getting in a lot of trouble. And my parents basically said to me, um, you know, it's either military school or it's, 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 you need to move to Beaumont, Texas, which is like in the country where my parents grew up. And I, you got to understand, I lived in like, my school had like 5,000 people in my class. Like it was, it was fancy, like Rolls Royces and the, you know, and so 
I was like, well, I'll move to Beaumont. Like, that sounds good. Like, it's only like three hours away. No big deal. So uh, I moved there 17, middle of my junior year, you know, terrible time to move, you know. Um, And I went to a school that had 90 people in my class, like, and they were, they had like boats behind their trucks and they were wearing camo. (laughs) And, you know, it was, it was really what I, what I found out very quickly is yeah, I might have been having trouble in school. What my parents were masking was a was they were getting a divorce, and um, that came to me like five months later. And through either their miscommunication of the divorce or my own insecurities, um, I decided to label myself as the reason that my parents got divorced. Um, and it, it really kind of is the root for everything that precedes the foreseeable future that I'm about to talk about and you know my parents grew up in the restaurant business and I was indoctrinated into the restaurant business and if you don't know anything about the restaurant business of the 90s it was heavily fueled by uh, alcohol and drugs and so um, started out you know drinking and then and then using cocaine heavily um, you know just on the weekends stuff like that and then that proceeded to because that's not enough you know especially with the uh, a hard charging personality like I have already. Uh, we decided to start doing methamphetamines. Um, what happens is you're you're taking that on a Friday Saturday, and the Friday Saturday bleeds into Monday Tuesday, yeah. and then it bleeds into you're not sleeping. And so, in the moment, it wasn't I was not working. I was working like I was working. Bills were getting paid. Nothing's wrong. Like you know, but decisions start happening and you know, as I look back and reflect on it now, my need to be loved, basically love myself was what I was looking for. And I think Mm -hmm. as I, as I do work and I'm a coach for other people, I think I, I think I posterize and glamorize my childhood more than I think. And I think that my mom is a tough lady. That's how she's been her whole life. And she's a loving lady, but she's a tough lady. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of me that realizes that I never really knew how to be loved. And as I look back on my story now, and so, you know, the breaking point for me, the first kind of big aha moment was, uh, it was my birthday and I, I was, you know, lying to my parents constantly. And while I couldn't be there and, you know, sitting at a table, you know, doing drugs and, and uh, on my birthday and, and kind of in a dark place. And um, I wound up staying up for, for eight days straight uh, not eating, taking Xanax at night, trying to go to bed, you know, just not eating. And I I think I lost like 25 pounds and, uh, an ex-girlfriend saw me and she was like, dude, you, you look like shit. Your pants are falling off. Like get your shit together. Like I was seeing rabbits. There was no rabbits anywhere, but I was like, you know, hallucinating. And, uh, I, I wound up going home and I wound up packing my, my shit and I, I moved to Austin. Like I just, I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done with this. So I quit the, I quit the hard drugs, like right then. I don't know how, but I was just like, so over it. Uh, But that didn't mean I quit the drinking and, and um, you know, you like they, they say that you trade one addiction for another. And uh, then, you know, I'm up in Austin, I'm working um, at a new restaurant and we're, and we're drinking a bunch. And um, one night that, will forever change me is, is I, there was a bar that stayed open late for us and it was up North. So probably like 15 minutes North of where I live, just right off the highway. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wound up drinking way too much one night and and got in my car, which I don't suggest and uh, wound up somehow wound up 10 minutes North when I was supposed to be going South. And I, I wound up running my car into somebody's yard and running over their mailbox. And, um, for some reason, I, I jumped out of the car and threw the guys my ID. I don't really understand why I did that. And then just started running down the road and, and wound up getting picked up by a hitchhiker. Um, by I got hitchhiked. And what, what I've only shared once before is I was so taken aback when I slammed into the mailbox that I shit myself. So I'm literally like have shit on myself, getting picked up with this guy. I'm telling them him what happened. And I tell him that I have 600 bucks in my pocket. And so when he got, when he dropped me off in front of my apartment, he punched me and knocked me out and wound up taking the 600 bucks from me. 
But the scary thing is, is I went into the apartment thinking and waking up the next morning thinking it was all a dream. All a dream. Oh, no. <laughs> but but you had given your ID to the. I given my ID. I lost six hundred so bucks. My car yeah. was gone. I had to work fourteen hours the next day. But then I woke up, walked into the bathroom, and all my clothes were in the tub. And I was like, "Oh shit! I don't think this is." <laughs> something's not right yeah so so as you know i got my shift covered that morning you're you're piecing it together i worked for a couple of days and then i called a buddy and i said look dude cars totaled in the pound i had to go in to talk to the cops i kind of i kind of got out of it like i i told him like i was you know it was like really got lucky like hey i fell asleep like i freaked out they didn't really believe it long story short I got a leaving the scene of an accident ticket four years later in the mail. So, you know, the, that, that's how that goes. But I still, I still, you know, got out of it. I don't suggest anybody do what I did. Please don't. But he came and picked me up and I had a, I had a bag of clothes and I had, you know, I had nothing. I had no car. I had nothing. And I, I went to my parents' house and uh, proceeded to keep drinking. Like, I, I just was not, like, I didn't get it. And I was going out, I was going to weddings and like four weeks went in and my mom just like threw my stuff out on the porch when I got home one day and she was like, I'm, I'm done. Not only am I done, your dad cut off all your credit cards and everything. So you have nothing anymore. And so that was the, the big reality. And I, and I cried for like a good, you know, a couple hours, 21 year old crying like a baby. Uh, realizing that they weren't going to support this this behavior anymore, and the same friend that came and got me from Austin picked me up, and yeah, as friends do, let me let me whine for a little bit, and then finally said like, "Hey, dude, enough's enough. Like, let's put let's piece this back together. Let's figure something out." I said, "Dude, I got no job. I got nowhere to live." He goes, "Let's just take it one day at a time." So I'm sitting at the house, and he says, "Listen, I know somebody that's a construction guy that can hire you on," and he said. Uh, so he picked me up every morning at 5 a.m. and he dropped me off at six o'clock and uh, I laid tile and brick in Texas in July and it was very hot. It was very uh, not whatever. It's not anything I would suggest for anybody, but I but I had nowhere to live and my friend's brother actually allowed me to stay in a closet. And when I, I'm not joking, like it's an actual closet. It's not a metaphor like the closet underneath the stairs on a single mattress and my bag of clothes. And I lived off of ham sandwich and, and ramen noodles. Yeah. And I wound up saving enough money to buy my grandmother's old car and wound up getting my bartending job back and then proceeded to get an apartment and start making money again. And I, I metaphysically have been running from that closet for the, my, my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> That's an amazing story. And, and I mean, thank you for sharing because I know that's that's personal stuff. And mm -hmm. sounds like, I mean, sounds like you have some good parents because I think, you know, they, they gave you tough love when you needed it. And what's, I think one of the things that strikes me there though, is that, you know, you said you were, you know, 21 when, when all of this is happening and you then were able to, you know, sort of turn it around and, and, create this sort of amazing life going forward which i think is it only took 20 years after that yeah yeah right, right <laughs> well, yeah. it only Over, took it only took another success. 17 years yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, i mean you got to start somewhere right and it's it's like you hit that you hit that bottom and you know you talk it's you talk about the closet i actually have a, a similar i went through a divorce and and slept on just a box string box yeah. spring in my friend's closet like this is what I, it was like, in, in a way, I don't, I don't know if you felt this, in a way, I was like, I think maybe punishing myself. I was like, I've, I, this is, I deserve to sleep on a box spring, that kind of thing. And it's like, you, so you get, you get in that little bit of uh, a hole. You know, to, you know what, you know, what's interesting on that fact, I'll tell you this, and I think it's going to resonate with you because I've been, I've been divorced a year now. So, so when COVID hit, I lost not only, so just so everybody knows, I continue to drink for 20 more years. I've been sober for two years and four months. I've lost 70 pounds. Uh, last year when COVID hit, I got laid off from my private equity job and got divorced in the span of two weeks. So it was, yeah, that happened a year ago, about yeah. a year and a month ago. Um, my coach said something to me that will forever change my life. I got sober and then I proceeded to stay in the marriage that wasn't serving me anymore. 
because I feel like I had to punish myself because you were half drunk during your marriage. Now you're sober and you think you're going to leave your wife because you got better. But like we were, we just weren't working out. And he said something to me. He said, when are you going to pardon yourself from your life sentence? Yeah. That's good. That's and it was kind of the holy crap because like I realized that I was like metaphorically and mentally beating myself up because I wanted something better and I think I didn't deserve it yeah yeah I, I mean I think that's it, it's good to hear because I think a lot of people probably have those those similar you know kind of feelings it's just like for whatever reason we think we don't deserve success and you know whatever that might be but it's a it's a matter of uh you know get to kind of finding your way out, whether that is with, with a coach or, you know, a mentor of some sort. Uh, I think that's, you know, and, and I, I think, I think at the end of the day, it's as simple as this. I think that we have a tendency, especially in America, and I'm going to try to keep it as, as nice as I can, because I can go off on this to seek comfort. Mm -hmm. And I think comfort is where we live in. Like, yes, like we become the society with technology and all this stuff. It wasn't until I joined a mastermind where dudes were doing 10X, 20X for me. And, yeah. and moreover, a lot of those guys were in recovery and successful still sober. Like when I say that I'd never been around anybody that was successful, that was sober, like I'm being dead serious. And so they gave me the space to do that. But here's the kicker. You're scared to get in that room. But what you need to understand is by getting in that room, water finds its level. You will either rise to the occasion and you will become better by osmosis and just being around them than not. And I'll tell you what, it was my mentor that changed my life. I met this guy on DMs because I heard him speak and I was like, dude, I really love this guy. And so like, you know, we're going back and forth forever. And I would ask something and he wouldn't respond. And he was like kind of teaching me like, this is how you're going to add value to me, like figure it out. Right. Uh, and he said, listen, I got 15 minutes and he lives in Sacramento and I'm like, done, I'm on a plane. Let's go. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't give a fuck. 8am. Yes, I'll be there. <laughs> so I flew there, uh, to go meet him and we met at a coffee shop and a very busy guy, very busy guy. And he said, he looked me dead in the face after talking to him for like a minute. And he said, listen, you and I, and by the way, he's younger than me, been a millionaire since he was like 26. He said, you and I are no different. I just got started before you and had better people around me. That's it. Yeah. And it was that moment that everybody around me got off of the pedestal. And I put myself on my own pedestal. Yeah. And that's the day that I started investing in myself and realized that I had everything possible. And, and, and my friend told me this great story. And when you're changing or you're trying to get better, this is an amazing thought to have. Sometimes we don't believe in ourselves enough to change. We have to borrow the belief that others see in us long enough to change until we believe it ourselves. That's really good. That's really and when good. I was hanging around these mentors in GoBundance and these dudes that are millionaires at 27 and 30 and 30 and 40 worth multiple millions, and they're saying, dude, you got it. Yeah. You got it. Just get out of your way. That was the confidence I needed until I filled my own bucket up enough to know what I was doing. But this is why this all ties into this conversation, guys. You talked about what your podcast is, is I truly believe that defining your why greater than a transaction, greater than um, money, greater than a thing yeah. allows you to operate in a space regardless of the external forces. Yeah. And that's where we have it twisted. Well, I'm going to do this when the time yeah. is right. I'm going to do this when I get here. Yeah. I'm going to, no, 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 no. My favorite line that I came up with is I don't move with the wind. I make the motherfucking wind. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's a, there, that's a, it's hard to, to be that, that gives you, you know, sort of your own sense of power right? Mm -hmm. That you're, you are creating, you're creating opportunities, right? It's like, you know, well, the only reason, the only reason I got sober, the only reason that I truly started changing was when I read the book, Extreme Ownership. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah. realize that I, I you know, I'm, I'm a CEO of, you know, owner, part owner in like three companies. I don't, yeah. I don't care if my employees messed up or not. It's my fault. Right. We didn't communicate properly. Yeah. When you live your life that way, it's really easy. Yeah. It's only yeah. one person to look at. He's right in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's funny. We, we talked a little bit before we started recording about how uh, my, my sort of life as a, a vet, veterinary surgeon <laughs> and now transitioning to add in real estate investor uh, is there's a lot of correlation. And, and when you say that, and, and I read Extreme Ownership, it is a, it is a great book and, and sort of empowering, but it's, it's a funny correlation is that like I, I train residents and interns and things and students and I, but I always tell them at the end of the day, it's my name on that chart, right? Wow. So I'm going to let you do things, but it's, it's always me, right? It's, oh. that's my patient. Mm. It's always me. And mm. it, it will always be me. That's, that's kind of it. And so it's, because you're because who you are and what you stand for, your why, meaning the reputation that you see and, and you live in is so great to you that you refuse to let other people dictate whether or not it's being blown in the wind. Right. Yeah, no, it, it, the only way that we can be, you know, respected in whatever field it is, is by always putting your best forward and, and just like I said, taking that ownership. It's just anything worth doing is worth doing it the right way and, and not cutting corners. And it, it just, well, well, think about it from this context. This is something I've been thinking about a lot and it's, so I just signed a new coaching client yesterday, very powerful woman, like, and in, in, in like, you have those like self, like, <laughs> like she's a, you know, she's, she's a crusher, right? And in, in, like, you have these things and you're like, why, you know, but here's my, here's my thing. My name, the humans that I coach that are walking around on this earth, my name is all over them. Yeah. So let me tell you something. I'm all in. What like when I'm all in, like I'm all in. And if you carry that energy with everything that you do and you're a great fit and you're not just doing it for the money, yeah. then you can't help because they're already bought into you. You're bought into them. Boom, we move together. Same thing in business with business partners. Yep. There's a lot of things that we do that we're like half in yeah but like when i commit to somebody and i get in their life like i'm in it baby like i'm so in it because i'm predicated on their success but more importantly you know what true marketing is results that's it right they're not fabrications yep, yep. like you are a good surgeon and you're good at teaching so why would you do anything else that are away from that besides the other things to create freedom like you're not gonna like it's as simple as this. I tell people all the time, like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to go be a, 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 a you know, a perfume salesman at Abercrombie? Like, this is the path that I've chosen. And guess what? When I get out on that ledge and I have a hard day, I have to remind myself that life is a choice. I chose this. This is what I signed up for. Right. If you wanted it easy and you wanted to go work for somebody, that can be obtained. Yeah. But, but here's my bigger issue in America is that we say that everybody needs to be out on that ledge. It's ridiculous. No, you don't. Right. That takes, dude, you can be third in command, sixth in command at a company and make a great salary and go coach your kids. But we've been fed this BS lie. Dude, does any, like my girlfriend all the time, she's like, I don't understand what's going on. She goes, you're having seven different conversations at the same time about, podcast coaching your three businesses she goes how do you keep them all i love it it yeah. it fits me i'm a builder and guess what when i'm done building i'm over it like i'm literally over it like yeah. i just don't even care but i love the process of it and so i've had to tap into that aspect but here's the kicker is i've surrounded myself with amazing people that are great at what they do and i stay in my lane and, and I read a book and it's amazing. There's two amazing books because I've been studying the art of like investing, like why people do what they do. Like I love the psychology of it. Yeah. It's called Psychology of Money and Behavioral Investing. And he says, the reason that you are unsuccessful in business is that you believe that you are fucking special. He said, the problem is, is that you think that you need all the credit. Your level of compensation is dictated on how much you feel like you need the credit. That's good. The, 
the product, the system, what you're doing in results is what's special. That's it. Right. Right. It's just whatever, whatever you're creating, right? That's what, that's what it's the point, right? It doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. You know, I I said, my name's on the chart, my name's on the chart from a responsibility standpoint, Mm -hmm. but I'm not trying to get like applause from anyone. Just, it needs to be, it needs to be right. When I'm done, when I'm done with something, it needs to be right. Or why did I bother doing it? Every, everybody asked me, well, I've actually had one, one person asked me, but he, he really illuminated a big part of like, I, nobody's ever asked me. It was Lee Yoder when I was on his podcast. He said, what gave you, like, how did you get out of that closet? Like metaphorically and like physically, how did you? And I said, no matter what's going on in my life, my parents taught me from day one, default is go to work. Yeah. Go to work. They talk about sales cures all. You're whining, you're complaining, you don't have enough. Go to work. Yep. I've got young coaching clients who are ex-recovery dudes who are finishing up real estate school, entrepreneurship school, and he's talking about need and rest. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're 23 years old. I was <laughs> yeah. like, you're talking about these assignments for the past three weeks. I was like, why don't you just spend like 12 hours and get them done and be done with them? Like, go to work. And he's like, and he did it. And he's like, oh my God, I just freed up like three weeks of my life. And I'm like, yeah, because you went to work. We're sitting around pontificating on what's going to happen instead of just making it happen. Instead of just putting in the work, because I'm letting you know when you're around people like me and you and other people that are high achievers, I don't give a shit about your excuses. It doesn't matter. That's why, look, maybe I'm a weird person. That's why I love 75 hard. I love it. I think it's, ridiculous because we had an ice storm three weeks ago that's never happened in texas in the history of the world no (laughs) water for four days no power for two weeks uh i mean everything okay i still worked out right like 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 are you telling me that like in college right i was kind of like lazy and drink a lot in college i wouldn't go to school when it rained (laughs) like i'm like oh it's raining today you can't do that in life right? One of my favorite books in the entire world is called Slight Edge. And he talks about the problem with daily habits is this one key thing. Those little things that you do every day, compounded over time, get you exactly where you want to go, are really easy to do, that they're really easy not to do as well. Eating that hamburger, not working out is not going to kill you. But over time, that behavior is going to get you exactly where you belong. After years of that, it, you know, it, it will do exactly that. It will potentially kill you. And I, but it, I actually think you just, I don't know if you meant to make this point, but but you said in college, I was lazy. and didn't go to class. It was rainy and stuff. But it brings up a good point in that it's not, it's not too late, right? It's mm. you can, you can change, you know, that's where we're, you know, mindset coaches like yourself come in. It's like, you can change some of those beliefs it's in it and i think you know i I love the go to work thing because that's that's been me virtually my whole life i feel like i've i've used work as a way to get myself out of you know when you're having low times and whatever that is it's just like okay I, i go to work and and that gives me focus but i think you can you can also sometimes hold yourself back with that. You have to, you know, and that's where the why comes in. It's like, why, why am I going to work? What is that? You know, is that getting me to my purpose? You know, making sure that the work is something that you, that you love and you're, you know, sort of like you say, you have, it gives you energy and it doesn't feel like work because you're like, this is just fun to do. This is awesome. I like, Love well, this, this is well, f- not funny enough. I have my meetup next week in Nashville, the one I'm putting on, and I'm like forming, like, I don't write anything down. So I'm like forming my speech, and like, there's a lot of points there. And what's interesting, right, is like, and I'll just run through a couple things like briefly homeless, drug addict, alcoholic, divorced, laid off, lost 26 grand in a business, like all these things, right? There's like a list of like seven of them. And something I keep thinking about, right, because I'm 38 now. You know what I always had? The opportunity. Yeah. Every time. The opportunity to change. And that's all we need. Here's the thing. Everybody, 
everybody is out there chasing purpose and passion. Oh, what's my passion? What's my purpose? Fuck all that. Here's what you need to chase. What gives you energy? Yeah. I have done, thanks to my girlfriend, I have done a little astrology learning about like Sagittarius and all this, like fire and all this stuff. Yeah. I get my energy off of conversations like this, feeding into other people. So why wouldn't I do more of that? Well, that's what I do for a living. And so the whole premise to my podcast is construct your life is everybody's out here building a business and then building a lifestyle. No, 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 no. You build a lifestyle that you want to create and then you build a business around it. Yeah. Like stop trying to be like everybody else. Guys, this is how I operate. And this is a true story. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are, I mean, I do more on those days. I think Monday's my coaching day and, and meetings. I think I have 16 Zoom calls on Monday. Last, two weeks ago, I had 56 Zoom calls in one week. Like, but guess what? That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday, I do some podcasts and I write a book. And then Friday, it's like, eh, I'm going to play golf. But that hack, I hack myself. And sometimes I work on Saturday. But, and then I was in Costa Rica and I'm looking at real estate because, and they're like, stop, relax. And I'm like, no, I am relaxing. I'm looking at real estate. This is what I do. So everything that's in my life is stuff that gives me energy. So if I do that over and over again, then it's good. We're good. Yeah. 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 It it keeps you, it, it keeps you going because you're, you're enjoying it. You know, it's, it's giving you energy because it's not something that you're like oh man I don't want to get up and have to do this today it's like Mm -hmm. no I want to get up and talk you know it's like well well, you know what Aubrey Marcus and Ed Milet had an amazing podcast and they talked about the simple choice that we are doing all these things or things are happening to us and we don't realize that our entire life is a choice and what I mean by that is you could not eat and you would die but that's a choice. (laughs) You could not drink water and you would die, but that's still your personal choice. He goes, the problem is, is that we live in this society where we're doing stuff and then we're complaining about it and realizing that we had the choice to show up on this call. We had the choice to be in a bad mood. We had the choice to not work out this morning and feel like shit. We had a choice to eat that burger or drink that margarita too late. You're acting like things are happening to you. You're the one choosing the fucking thing. Wake the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. We're not victims. We just, you need to, you need to drive it. You need to drive the, drive the bus and, and do what you want to do. No. And, and at the end of the day, the reason that I can see this so clearly is because for 20 years, I blame myself for my parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, my specialty is victimhood. I can bunker. And let me tell you something. There's nothing. And I mean, nothing. I don't give a fuck about drug addiction homelessness, none of those things. There's nothing that is harder to break somebody out of than being a victim in your own story. I call it the most gangster bunker mentality ever. And it's only somebody that's lived it for as long as I did that can stand in that bunker with them and say, no, we're not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And my coach says something to me that changed my life. Seriously. He's an amazing human. When I first started coaching, I was like stressed out. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, what the fuck am I doing? This is so, because the first guy I ever coached two minutes in, he's like, I want to leave my wife. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, this, I'm like, this got serious. This is yeah. not like, we're not talking about real estate. Like, oh shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, like, oh, somebody entrusted you with their life. But he said something to me that changed my life. Stop stressing out about coaching. You only coach what you've been through. Yeah. The people find you and I, and I see them and I'm like, Oh, I got you. Like I got you. I make my coaching clients take personality tests. Mm -hmm. Funny enough. We all had the same personality, like, (laughs) you know, and, and then, so it's like, but then, but then guess what? It all comes back to the same thing we talked about. That's living in your energy, the energy matches. And so it's easy to see it and not get stressed out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, all it, it is, amazing to see you know kind of when people that's that's one thing for me you know going through this journey recently is in in terms of why i why i really like mindset stuff because it's realizing that 
you you do have control over that you do have control over how you approach things you do have control over your everybody has feelings that's fine but you have control over how you react to those things and and what you're gonna what you're gonna do with them right like put put those feelings to work rather than just being a victim of those feelings is is kind of i think it, it's it's been a change for me in terms of realizing you know okay i can use i can use these tools right i can use these things to you know kind of it's like what well, a good example in talking to my mom the other day and i told her hey i'm, I'm doing a podcast it's gonna <laughs> this will be cool you'll 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 enjoy listening to this and she was like what do you, how are you going to find the time for that i i didn't even i don't understand the question it's like i understand why she asks that but at the same time i'm just like no, I'm just going to do a podcast. Like, it's yeah, I love it. And you know what? And here's the thing. That's the default of society. And nothing against your mom. My mom said the right, same thing. Right. My, my mom said the same. My mom said the same thing to me. Now yeah. I have two. Yeah. And she said, you know, because the default to everybody is, well, what's the weather? Like I'm traveling. What's the weather going to be yeah. like? Yeah. Who cares? Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. you know, what my girlfriend says to me the other day, super interesting. Why do we associate rainy weather with, with a bad mood? Like rainy weather is pretty awesome. Like, you know, like a good nap, a good walk, like that. You can find positive is, we, in it. We all come back to this thing of, well, it's only when if, like it's only when if. No, no, it's never going to be time. It's never going to be the right time to have a kid. It's never going to be the right time. But if yeah. you love it and you truly believe it, you will find time. I trust yeah. me. But I want to I wanna make sure that we value, give the most value ever because this why subject, the, the theme of your podcast is so important because I don't think it's something people talk about enough. Okay. My why is to lift up and impact everybody that's around me, right? So if that's my why, tell me how you can beat me. Moreover, tell me how I can be done. Yeah, there's always going to be another person to lift up. There's always going to be someone that needs that. Do you watch football at all? <laughs> So that's a funny question because I am a huge football fan. Okay. I have season tickets to the Patriots. I'm, I'm, and you're, I live in. You're LA. not joking. Okay. Okay. No. Wow. Okay. I didn't know you were that big. I'm not that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I don't really have time for that these days. But it's an interesting concept. So one of the best coaches in college football in the history. And when I was a kid, I loved Florida State. I loved their swagger. Charlie Ward, Peter Warwick. They were my dudes, man. Yeah. And Bobby Bowden it's like way old been coaching for like 50 years yeah. and they said like hey when are you gonna retire and he's like well why right. he's like this is what i love to do it's what i was put on this this is my why and you know what he did he quit coaching and he died like six months later yeah i was listening to andy forselli and tim grover's podcast this morning which was one of the best podcasts i've ever heard in my entire life and andy goes i'm scared shitless to sell my business because I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. He goes, I don't know what these people are doing all day. He goes, I yeah. love my business. Guys, if you're in your gift, then you don't need extra energy. You don't need that extra dollar. You don't need all that shit because you're serving the greatest and highest good of who you are. But here's the rub. We don't even do enough work on ourselves to realize what the hell that is. <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah. our goals and our why are actually predicated on false emotions triggered by childhood and midlife trauma. Right. right. Yeah. It's just hanging on to that, you know, whatever hurt in the past and not figuring out what, what can be happiness and joy and, and purpose now. And you, know the you know the difference between a therapist and a coach? A therapist talks about where you've been a coach talks about where you're going yeah oh that's good that's really good i can see who you want to be once i've identified exactly where you want to go and i begin talking to you in that version of yourself and then eventually over time it pulls you to yeah. be that version of yourself yeah that uh, makes it makes total sense i i i think Yes. As someone who has gone to therapy before, yeah, it's a lot about what uh, what happened previously. And maybe that's why I never felt comfortable with it, because I just I don't I don't 
I don't see myself as a victim and I don't really want to talk about it. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to say, well, this was bad. And so here's my, you know, here's my thing. It's like, well, what can we do now going forward? So I think it's, I was, I was listening to Lewis house and this Olympic, uh, lady who'd been like olympic gold like six times like even she started at like 32 like it was like big yeah and she was an anorexic for years and had eating disorders and she went through 13 therapists and the last one was like day one he's like well let's talk about your 13 year old self and she was like listen mother effer she goes i'm trying not i'm trying to make it to tuesday like i'm trying not to kill myself right now i'm happy to talk about my childhood when i can get back on top of my skis enough to like not want to kill myself and it was like that aha moment in my head that was like okay I get it we can handle that once mentally I'm strong enough to be there but right. let's worry about right. today like how do we fix today yep yep absolutely uh, yeah. I mean that this this has been awesome and I really could probably talk to you all day long but I do <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't want to take up your whole day. I know you're a very busy person. I, um, I'm, Hey, I got another, uh, 30 minutes. So it's all on you, man, whatever okay. you schedule. Okay. Well, I do have sort of a handful of questions that I like sure. to ask and, and you actually just answered the first one without even having to be asked. And it's, what is your, why obviously it makes sense with the, <laughs> with the podcast title. So, um, we'll move on to, to number two, but so t tell me something about yourself that you're that you're comfortable sharing I feel like you're you seem like a pretty open book but something that maybe people don't know about you whether that's a hobby you know a guilty pleasure some you know something coming up in the future what what would you like to to get out there into the world the it's interesting people are asking me now I'm 38 we're building a couple businesses they're asking me I had a buddy who I, I respect like really respect who knows me pretty well. And he was like, I think the back half of your life's going to be pretty interesting. He's like, I could see you getting into a bunch of different stuff. Uh, you know, for me, travel is everything travel and food. Like I used to be a chef. That's kind of my thing. And yeah. I'm a master bartender. I've sold wine for 20 years. So just because I'm sober now, doesn't mean I'm not still romantic about walking in vineyards in France. And I, I love right. all that aspect. So, yeah. you know, for me, I've been getting into photography lately. I, I really love, like, I want to do a photography book of our travels. I've, I've been 26 states in the last, like, nine months. Uh, I think it's going to be called, like, Chasing Sunrises and Sunsets. Like, I love that. Um, but I would like to make, excuse me, I will make enough money um, at 60, I, I believe at, like, 50 or 60 to turn it all around. I still work. I'll still do businesses. But my goal is to give it all back. And what I mean that maybe that's my time, maybe that's whatever. But one of the one of the reasons when all this COVID happened and the riots were happening, and and as I've learned more about finances and stuff, my big why is that financial education is not taught at all. So one of the things that I want to do is I want to create a fund. Um, as I've met on the podcast, amazing entrepreneurs with their kids, and I, I buy them like rich dad poor dad, the kids version and stuff yeah. like that. I want to create a fund to invest in middle school and high school business ideas. And I want to empower them and lift them up and, and tell them they're, they're not too young. Like you, you have a great idea. Like let's, yeah. let's spark this and let's see what can happen yeah. and, and let's impact them that way. I'm in, by the way, on the fund for, <laughs> I, that's actually, I, I think that's one of the things that's hit, hit me too. You know, we talked a little bit, you know, my why is, is my son, but, but also in, in large part, he was the, the trigger for me, but the reason is more realizing how much I don't know and didn't know and isn't taught in school, in middle school or high school or college or anything. It's like, unless you specifically are pursuing finances, nobody and, and, teaches you that. And just, and just to direct this at you, and the reason I want to direct it at you, because I've seen it 90 times over. And I think this will be one of the most valuable statements I ever say uh, in this entire podcast. And, and, and it's been a great one. I've met in the last year, a million guys like you. Okay. And what I mean by that is they've had a kid and this, I'm talking to every 20 year old out there right now. 
and they would give up every fucking thing that they had to know what they know now, to have put themselves in a position to spend every minute by choice with their kid. Every fucking minute, and I'm talking to all you 18, 26-year-olds out there, that you waste fucking off, and and I'd be the same shit. Me too. There are friends that I know that at 26 years old are already retired because they started at 17. This is a real conversation when you surround yourself with the right people and you stop worrying about going to fucking Cabo on the weekend and Instagram and, and get to work. I've got a 23 year old that I, that is a friend of mine who owns 300 units and like seven Airbnbs. He's retired already. Stop fucking around because when you get our age and you get 50 and 40, you're going to wish that you put in the work. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, the, the power of time. No, nobody realizes the power of time. And it's like, that's, that's what I want to you know, shout from the rooftops. It's like, I'm sure my, my, the people I work with, my residents, they're, they're young. And it's like, you guys have time. You have 10, sometimes 20 years on me. And it's like, that's use it. Just do something, work now, put a little bit of money, invest a little bit of money, just, just start so that you're not you know, find out in 10 or 20 or however many years. It's that not, you're guys, I'm going to, guys, here you go. You can read all the books. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can go to all the seminars. I'm going to give you the keys to life in a minute and a half. Like literally just do this and you'll be good. Stop being an asshole. Be nice to people. Live on less than you make. Take 15% of what you make and invest in a long-term cash-flowing asset. Drink water, eat healthy, move your body 20 minutes a day. That's it. It's not that hard. I mean, it's nothing really, else. It's not that hard. If you start, if you start those things early, it's it. You'll be you sick. know what everybody asks me all the time? What program should I do? What workout program should I do? Doesn't matter. Yeah. You're the program. There's no program. You don't need nice shoes. You don't need, there's no program. I promise you this. If for 90 days straight, you went out and walked 15 minutes in the morning and listened to a positive YouTube video, I guarantee you'll be a better person. I guarantee you'll feel better. There's not, it's not a hack. Like it's just, just get out of your own way. Live on less than you make, eat good and work out. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. It's so, it's, it's so simple, but you don't, you don't realize the power of the time you have to establish those habits when you're young, like when you're young, you're like, I don't, you know, I have plenty of time to do all that stuff, but it's the reality is is you don't, you (laughs) don't have like, and if you want to spend time when you're, you know, young and vibrant and, and able to like do things that are active you're not going to do that if you retire when you're 65 or 70 or whatever it's just I mean that's our our bodies get older right and it's yeah. like <laughs> you you can if you want to do that stuff start a little bit early and then you'll be able to be you know free at 40 or what you know whatever the case is or 27 if you're really great at it but still like plenty of time left in life and if you start it early just don't get into catch-up mode that's what I and I I you know I've heard it so many times too it's like people like me it's like all of a sudden I'm like oh if I had just done a few things like little things I mean differently it would have been now would be so different right it would be you wouldn't feel well, don't like worry we're gonna get we're gonna get there soon yeah we it's gonna got, happen we got, we got it's, gonna happen. it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> um austin how can how can people reach you what, what's the best way for them to so get the easiest way to find everything that we have going on is austinlenny.com l-i-n-l-i-n-n-e-y the podcast is if you if you reach me on instagram or, or facebook just dm me i swear to god i'll respond to everybody um it's just a construct your life podcast and then we have the brain dump podcast with anthony um but yeah i mean i'm very active on all the the platforms and if anybody wants to reach out sure i'd love to hear a message and see how i can support you okay 
one last question. What advice would you give to people, and, and maybe you just did, that have sort of the same story or experiences, someone who has, feels like they're living your life, what, what advice can you give to them uh, that could maybe help them, you know? The, the best piece of advice that I can give you is, is very simple, is that your story matters. And the problem with not changing is the, the things that we keep in the closet, the, the scary things, the, the stories we don't want to tell people, the reason that you're still where you are is because they're controlling you. The moment that you put them into the light, they don't own you anymore. When I meet somebody at an event, homeless, drug addict, alcoholic, divorce. Nice to meet you. I'm Austin Linney. Yeah. Well, well, fuck. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It puts okay. them at ease, right? <laughs> right, right? Because I own that part and it doesn't control me. It's not hidden. But I'll tell you something right now. And I, I believe, like I, we've mentioned a lot of books on this podcast, but I, I bought this book 50 times. For any time I run into somebody, I should get an affiliate link by now. Um, <laughs> it's a book that changed my entire life. Uh, it's uh, what you say when you talk to yourself. And what you have to understand is that 90% of what we do every day is predicated on our subconscious mind operating it. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to be better, it starts with thinking better. The actions are predicated on the thoughts that dictate what we're doing, but it starts from the thoughts. And this book teaches you how to change the way of thinking, reprogram the wires in your mind. And I promise you, as, as one of my coaching clients said, that book should be illegal. It's so good. Uh, that's where it starts. And I promise you, if you share your story, whether it be on paper or to yourself, or just with another human, and you open up, it'll allow you the space to realize that you're not in this alone. And the issue is this, in COVID times, especially in the last year, is a, there's a lot of people out there feeling alone. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm on a podcast, the reason I'm on this podcast, the reason I have a podcast, the reason I post on social media, is I want to give you the freedom to realize that you're not alone. I've got about 16 rock bottoms and I'm sure there's still more to come, but I wear them with honor. And so I want you to step outside of your own BS and understand that you're not alone. And hopefully that that message can give you the power to push forward. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's probably about as powerful as a way to <laughs> And this podcast as you, you could have come up with. So, so thank you for that. Um, I, I really do appreciate your time. I appreciate, appreciate all the uh, knowledge and value that you've um, given today. It's, it's been awesome. It's been a, an awesome conversation. So thanks, Austin. Thanks for being on the Know Your Why podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, guys, this is what it's all about. His third interview, the man is putting himself out there. And I promise you this, and I can't wait to ask you in six months how much you've learned and gained. So if you've thought about it, just make sure you put yourself out there. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be on social media. It could be in a blog. Whatever works for you, just do it. Because see, and this is how it works. I'm going to have Jason on my podcast now. And now see, he's a podcast star just like that, guys. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Austin. You got it. <laughs>